0: This is a headgum podcast.
1: This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This
0: is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba.
1: Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Spera. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Dating is hard.
0: Yes, it is hard. Also, in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news. A man could go to prison for dining and dashing on dates. And why we sometimes feel sad after sex. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including how to handle a 40-year-old lifeguard fuckboy. What? What well, sounds kind of fun. I don't know. Whether and whether or not it's okay to ask a girl to hang after she's dumped you. But first, Angela, it's just you and I this week. What's going on in your week?
1: Hi. I'm good. Um so, you know, I feel like we, a lot of the time, give the advice to our listeners, like, just go to a bar, go do stuff by yourself, you'll meet people. Yeah. And, like, that seems really hard. I have a friend who took it to, like, the umpteenth level. She traveled to Europe by herself, which seems so scary to me.
0: Well, you've I traveled know, out I know, I barely the, travel. But- you, You've traveled out of the country once, right? Yes,
1: you, and I was over- I, And I potentially- You did great. Yes, but when we were going, when we were planning the trip, there was a second there where I would have potentially had to take the- flight by myself and i was like no 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 no, no, i can't i've never been through customs i don't know i mean
0: i went to moscow by myself a few years ago so when you talk about traveling by yourself i'm like sounds great but i mean yeah
1: it's probably like super uh empowering empowering and you, you mostly you get to be really selfish Right. And just so, like see the stuff you want to see and not worry about other people, which is my main gripe on vacation.
0: Yeah, exactly. Even when you're at a museum, you're like, you're, you're focusing on the paintings, but you also have to be like, all right, how far, how far behind me is the person? Are they ahead of me? Like, am I going the pace that the person I'm with wants to go? But like, you don't have to think about any of that crap when you're traveling by yourself.
1: Yeah. And the reason that my friend did this was she was like, she's single, She's like, all my friends are traveling with their significant others um, and all my single friends like can't really afford to travel right now. And I'm tired of waiting. I've never been to these places in Europe that I want to go to. So I'm just going to go by myself. And she found a tour group to go with. Amazing. So she like had the option of making friends if she wanted to. And she did wind up hitting it off with some some girls. And I was like, Wow. You are a motherfucking inspiration. So she
0: basically did the, like, go to a bar by yourself in another country. Right. Like, and did she, she meet, amped it up. Wait, and she's single or no? She's single, yes. So did
1: she meet any guys? Nobody. I, You know, I have to confirm because maybe, you know, something serious did happen. But I'm pretty sure it was all just cash yeah, just casual like chatting. but that's fun too. on my
0: trip to Europe after I went by myself after I
1: graduated
0: from college, and I ended up hooking up with a bartender in the back
1: room while I was by myself in London. <laughs> but like that's what you want to do while you're traveling because long distance, as we know from all of our listeners, <laughs> it can be a real headache. Yeah, you weren't trying to be long distance with that bartender in the back room
0: percent not. And also now that looking back, that experience kind of makes me feel really icky because, like, what was I, ew, the back room was gross. What was I doing? But at the time I was like, this is so fun. <laughs> <And> I'm like <laughs> single in Europe, like making out with bartenders in the back room.
1: So <laughs> the moral is do that when you're young and you don't think it's gross yeah. because then you get to our age and you're like, you're ah, like ew, dirt! I need some Purell. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, so yeah, just an inspiring story. What's going on in your week?
0: Well, if you hear a baby crying in the podcast, it's because now I have a baby, which I promise I'm not, this is a podcast about being single, which, you know, we actually do have some moms and people that are married that listen to the podcast, but I promise I'm not going to just talk about baby shit all the time now, but this week I do want to talk about meeting mommy friends because it's, you one thing that I've learned that's really great, I've been hanging out with this mommy group in Brooklyn. Uh, We do things like hang out in the park and breastfeed together, Uh, we go to a beer garden and with our babies and like we'll drink a beer and and chit chat. But the conversations are so different than when you would usually just meet someone. So it's basically like, hi, what's your name? What's your baby's name? Do you also have hemorrhoids? (laughs) Like, Like you cut the like casual, like stuff that would maybe take you and your friends like years like at least months, but potentially <laughs> years to build up to having conversations like this with like mommy friends that you've never met. It goes straight from hello, your name. And then like, what was, how far did your vagina tear? How many stitches
1: did it have? <laughs> um, but that probably feels amazing. Cause like, do you want to talk about anything else? It's probably all you no, want to talk about. It
0: is. And it's really nice to kind of cut the small surfacey bullshit chit chat like sometimes we'll talk about work but it's really in the context of like when are you going back to work and for me i'm like explaining like well i host a podcast and i'm a writer so i'm like kind of back at work now it's complicated (laughs) and they're like what (laughs) like your baby's six weeks old i'm like yeah i know but like anyways i'm like i'm not like back in the office trust me no i'm recording a podcast in my office in in my home office uh but but yeah you kind of cut the any context of, like, what do you do is really all about, like, motherhood. But, but that's really only some very small part of the conversation. Most of it is, like, have you had sex yet? Like, are you scared to have sex?
1: Uh, and what's the consensus?
0: Okay, so one mom said she attempted three times to have sex. Oh, no. But it just, like, was hurting too much or was just, like, not going well that she was like, you know what? Let's, like, not do
1: this yet. How long after her, her birth I think that was at
0: three months, um, and another another mom said that she was too scared because of her first-degree tear, which, by the way, first-degree tears are, are like, the smallest tear, <laughs> and uh, I know, but she was like, I don't know, I, like, looked down, they, they said it was, like, a first-degree tear, or like, just a few stitches, not a big deal, but then I, like, made the
1: mistake of looking down there with a mirror, like, a little too early, and I was like, ah, oh like, my god what the fuck no I don't think I'll do that I think that I will be able to resist the urge to not <laughs> to look to not look and because, if you are gonna damn. if
0: you are gonna look just hold off until it's like it's like potentially healed and then you right. can check on how things are going but you probably don't the moral of the story is like you probably don't want to look at the vagina after any tear first, second or third degree while there's like stitches and like shit's still raw um, I
1: feel like I'm going to faint <laughs>
0: So anyways, that mom said she was still too scared. Um, yeah, I got the okay to have sex, but we haven't yet. And I kind of kept teasing Nick like the week up until I was going to you my six-week post-op checkup. I was like, are you excited for Friday? And he's like, what's happening Friday? I was like, you know what's happening Friday? And he's like, what? I was like, my doctor's appointment. And he's like, I didn't think I was going. And I was like, no, yeah, I know you don't have to go, but do you know what happens? I get the okay to have sex. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, and he was like, you know what, monkey? I was like, what do you call me?
1: <laughs> which, uh-huh.
0: which some people might find offensive, but I find endearing. Monkeys can be cute. Yeah, monkeys are very cute. He's like, monkey, I just hope you're okay and everything, and, you, and you're and you healthy, and that that's all I
1: care about. And I'm like, good answer. It's
0: a good answer, but I also want to be seen as like a
1: sexual goddess. Right. But I feel like it's gonna, it's gotta take some time, right? Like I'm surprised that know. you even feel sexual. I right know. Now.
0: It's funny, all these moms. So like one mom was like, "I was super horny right after having the baby, and now six weeks later, once I got the okay to have sex, I have zero interest." And for me, I, I don't know. I'm just so attracted. I don't know if it's. I'm sure these moms are also attracted to their husbands. Sure. But I, I don't know. I still have like a sex drive, but. I got back from the appointment and like, I don't know. Like he didn't make any moves. I didn't make any moves. And now it's been like mm, exactly a week since I got the okay. I'm like, well, know, neither of us have like made the move. I mean, I also, I don't know. I, I, would, still I my, wouldn't start to panic yet. No. Because. And also still my body looks soups, not like it used to. Well, I'm sure that does not matter to him. I don't think. No, he doesn't care. I'm the one that's like, I am in, once I got the okay to work out, I was like, I am in training And good Nick's like, do you want... training. Yeah. And he was like, do you want to go get like a vanilla shake? I was like, no, no more desserts. Because for the first six weeks, like you burn a lot of calories breastfeeding. So I pretty... And I was so hungry at the beginning when I first started breastfeeding. You're like almost as hungry as you are when you're pregnant and you burn so many calories. You kind of can be like, you can eat more, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was, I wasn't at all thinking about like diet time. I was... And you shouldn't. No, I was like ice cream, like eating... I was eating healthy, but if I had dessert, I didn't give a shit. And then once I went to my six-week appointment and I realized how much I still had to lose and I got the okay to work out, I was like, oh, it is go time. So now I've been like – I've worked out every day. I've done like Pilates, hot yoga, I saw your running. Pilates video, which was like
1: amazing because you – we're doing baby Pilates. It was bring your baby to Pilates. So you were like working the bottom half of your body, like holding baby Rilo and filming with your camera. <laughs> okay. I was like, damn the coordination. It's been a lot of coordination.
0: But now it's been like go time. And I'm like, I'm in training. And Nick's like, monkey, I don't care about that. Like, but whatever makes you happy. Like Nick is very, right. he's very supportive of whatever I look like. But for me, I'd want to feel right. like
1: I... I, like, recognize myself. Well, yeah, that's important, even outside of sex.
0: Yeah, and the scar is fine. It's healing fine. It's really small, crazy low, but it's still, like, pink. It hasn't done the, like, thing where scars are, like, invisible and they're back to white, so I'm still a little weirded
1: out by it. Right, but you're also in a bubble here where you probably feel like it's been a million years since you gave birth, but to me, as an outsider, I'm like, oh, this is all still new. Like, it would be crazy if your scar wasn't, I know. Or was close to healed, you yeah, know? That's
0: true. It's so low, it's like like in the hair area. But because I did lasering, I can't even the hair, <laughs> I can't even like I don't even have the option to have it like the hair grow over it. Whatever. This is T M I.
1: No, that's that's very interesting.
0: I have no more boundaries since doing this podcast.
1: I always, you know, I don't know if you ever confirmed that for me, but I just assumed you had no pubic hair, you know? Really? Yeah, I just look at you, you got one of those faces.
0: <laughs> oh well. <laughs> You are correct. I made a decision. I lasered it and that shit's not growing back. All right. (laughs) On that note, uh, it is time for us to take a quick sponsor break and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor Care Of. Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right
1: to your door. Yep. And Care Of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices and takes only five minutes to find out what vitamins and supplement you specifically need. So if you're not sure, just go on the website. They'll tell you everything you need. I
0: found out that I need to take calcium because I have recently been cutting out a lot of dairy Mm. and it's something I hadn't even really thought of. And I agree with this. They did say that I needed some probiotics, which I'm a big proponent of. So I'm glad that they confirmed what I already
1: thought I needed. And I, like every other New Yorker, was told I needed vitamin D. Duh, of course, I'm not in the sun ever. So you probably need some vitamins too because apparently 90% of people fall short of the FDA-recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient when you take care of, quiz, and get the vitamins you need to get back on track and reach your health health goals you will be so much happier your vitamins are delivered really easily they go right to your door and personalized easy to remember daily packs they're perfect for your busy on the go lifestyle i know you got lots of places to be they're you great can, for travel i think yes because they come in those little packs you just throw them in your bag and you can track your progress so if you're not sure like hey am i like feeling better or what you track your progress on Carev's app and you can earn rewards when you remember to take your vitamins It's so great. They've also got vegan, vegetarian options. It's all good stuff. And we
0: are hooking it up for 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Just visit TakeCareOf.com and enter our promo code. This is why. That's 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins by going to TakeCareOf.com and entering This is why. All right, Angela, what have you been reading in the news?
1: Okay, so KTLA has reported that a man accused of serial dining and dashing and leaving women that he met online to foot the bill has is now facing 10 felony counts in L.A. County. That's a lot of felonies. Yeah, who knew? I mean, I think this is really good information for any of our listeners that have ever been like dined and dashed on. Yeah. Uh, that person can get arrested. Wow. So here's the deal. Um,
0: so he wasn't even dining dashing on the restaurants. He was dining and dashing on peeps.
1: Right. So he would like basically trick these women into meeting up with him for dinner, order a bunch of food and drinks, and then be like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom and leave the women with the bill. That's fucked up. It's also kind of really smart if you're broke. <laughs> okay
0: yeah but you can end up with 10 felony felony counts we're not suggesting this to readers to be clear no
1: definitely not and also it it really i feel like it only works for a man because as a woman we're operating we're like we're not even sure dinner's a done deal with you jackasses at least a man can act like oh look at what a good guy i am i'm gonna take you to dinner and then he runs away um so yeah his name is Paul Guadalupe Gonzalez. He's 45 years old. I would expect more from a man of his age. Um, (laughs) He connected with a string of women through dating apps, invited them to dinner. Um, He arranged the dates in Pasadena, Long Beach, Burbank, and Los Angeles. And then uh, eight different women told prosecutors that they had to pay the bill. And one of them under the belief that Gonzalez was going to pay her back. So I don't know. Maybe in that case, he was like, oh, like, sure, I'll Venmo you. Um, and then <laughs> twice the restaurant paid its own check, which to me must mean that the woman was also like, fuck this, I'm not paying and either left or like got into it with the restaurant, which is wow. kind of what, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I talk a big game now, but I feel like I would not pay if I got dined and ditched. Well, what I would do, I
0: wouldn't, I don't know what I would do. Well, one thing I would do is I would tell the waiter like, oh my God, this guy I was, I was eating with who ordered all those cocktails and ordered a freaking steak whatever just dined and dashed on me and i would think that the waitress would be like what the fuck? right and then I'd get want, the like, manager yeah. and like i w- i would hope that they foot foot the bill they footed the bill out of sympathy yeah that they were like oh my god this poor chick that sucks that this guy did that yeah, And this is like, the, to be clear, this is not an issue of like, who should pay for the first date? This is like legit someone just dining and dashing. Like you haven't even had the discussion of whether you're going to split the bill. It's, you know. Right. This he, is
1: forcing someone. This is leaving them no other choice. No but choice. To pay the whole bill. Yeah. Uh, in total, He is accused of defrauding the women of more than $950. He also apparently has been doing this with hair salons where he would leave before paying, which I don't know how he managed that. Would you call
0: the cops on a guy that did this? Because I'm actually impressed and amazed that eight separate women called the cops. Because I might just, especially if the restaurant paid the bill, I might just pass it off to, wow, that guy is a freak and what a dick. But I don't know if I would... To, I would deal with like the cops I mean I know well, that would be the good thing to do to prevent it from happening to other women but I might also just be like this is embarrassing this sucks
1: I've literally had my wallet stolen on the subway and not called the cops because I was like they can't do anything they're right? not gonna help me so like yeah if a guy just dined and ditched on me I wouldn't even think that calling the cops was an option well so the, this is amazing the
0: good thing is is that you have the guy's name in this situation whereas unlike when your wallet gets True. stolen you're like they're never gonna find the the fucker. That in this case, you know the guy's name, but I wouldn't even think that that's something that could be prosecuted on. like Me either. Because like, if you're out to dinner with someone, like, like
1: it's not like he's really
0: stealing because it hasn't been clear that he's
1: supposed to pay in the first place, right? But I guess necessarily it's like goods that he ordered. Oh, and then he left.
0: That's a good point.
1: So he's being charged with seven counts of extortion, two counts of attempted extortion, one count of grand theft. They're all felonies, and. If sentenced, he could spend up to 13 years in state prison.
0: 13 years. Wow. That guy's insane, especially since it would probably have just taken like, I don't know, like like four shifts at at like a normal, you know, entry level job to pay the $900, right? Or like a, week, a week's work. I don't know. Actually, I'm not doing the math correctly, but whatever. It, like, It's probably not worth those years in jail.
1: Right. Or he, you know what? He could have just like tried to steal without having somebody like you said that has your name there in the restaurant where you left without paying. Right. They know. Dummy. They know your name, dummy. So don't do that. You could spend 13 years in prison. I hope that we find out what happens. I'll let you guys know.
0: Please keep us posted. I really want to know.
1: What have you been reading about, Laura? Okay. So I've been reading The
0: Cut, my favorite. This is
1: an article by Carrie Rom on why we
0: sometimes feel sad after sex. Is this something that's ever happened to you? Yes.
1: Sometimes I think such weird things after sex. I'll like think about my grandma dying. Like, I don't know. I go to a dark place. So do tell.
0: All right, so this so this might sound familiar to you guys. You're lying in bed, your partner's you know stretched out, or you're postcoital, and all of a sudden you wanna cry. And there's no reason you can think of like we're talking, you know, good situations of sex was good, fun, respectful of everyone's boundaries. Uh, so this is what Carrie writes. It's pretty common. Sex reachers use the term postcoidal dysphoria or PCD to encompass all kinds of negative feelings that can pop up immediately after a very enjoyable sexual encounter. You might experience sadness, anger, frustration, depression. A 2015 study in the Journal of Sexual Medicine found that nearly half of women said they'd experienced PCD, half, that's a lot, at some point in their lives, and around 5% said they felt it multiple times within the past month. Uh, There was also a new study recently published in the Journal of Sex and Marital Therapy to uh, to examine the phenomenon in men, and they found similar rates in men, so it's not just women, don't feel bad, Okay, good. (laughs) Uh, Around 40% of men said they'd experienced PCD and 4% said it was a regular occurrence. A sampling of the descriptions the study participants provided said they felt a lot of shame, self-loathing, a bit empty, not satisfied with myself and where I am. But this is the weird thing. It's pretty mysterious why this is happening. They... Researchers think that there's maybe multiple factors working together to create this sadness, both physical ones, like the rush of hormones uh, that accompany an orgasm. So maybe, you know, you get like like a rush of endorphins, all these like positive feelings, and then like they level off, you know? That ki- makes sense. Kind of like a like a hangover, you know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it could be also psychological. So they, they really don't know why it happens, but at least you can find comfort in knowing that, of people, 50% of women and what was that? 40% of men say this is happening to them. So you're
1: definitely not alone. I feel like maybe it's also like during sex, it's like a release. And if it's good sex, you're not thinking about anything other than the sex. Right. So then once it's over, you're like, you kind of re-enter your body and you're like, oh, remember all those things I was stressing about and thinking about? They still exist. Yeah, that's
0: true. And also... Even if you had, like, good sex, I'm still like, was it good for you? Did you like it? Mm -hmm. Because I have all my anxieties, you know.
1: See, we clearly just angst about different things.
0: This is true. All right, it is time for us to jump into the mailbox. So first, we're going to take a very quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Blue Apron. Blue Apron delivers farm-fresh ingredients and step-by-step recipes to your door. And as we've said before... We have Blue Apron to thank for turning our
1: little Angela Spera into Chef Spera. I am a chef. It's true. I love to cook. Uh, Ian recently had to like tell me to dial it back a little. He was like, can't you just make a simple dinner? It doesn't always have to have all the bells and whistles. And I'm like, no, I'm a chef. There must be many seasonings. I can't just make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich anymore.
0: No, because now that you have tasted and used Blue Apron, you, you
1: need a beautiful meal at the end. Yes, a well-balanced meal. And you can be a chef just like me, even if you do not know your way around the kitchen, because here's how it works. You go on Blue Apron, you choose chef-designed recipes, then they deliver fresh, seasonally-inspired ingredients to your door, and you cook the incredible meals in as little as 20 minutes. Uh, Blue Apron does the prep for you. If you're going back to school right now, So much easier. You have a lot to worry about. Homework, classes, whatever. Let them do your grocery shopping for you. Like I said, it's dinner in as little as 20 minutes. It's quick and easy recipes with insanely delicious flavors. And they're perfectly portioned ingredients delivered right to your door.
0: We think they're also great for date nights like it's very fun either you want to cook for somebody or you can cook together and you're not going to find something as cheap as this if you are going to go and buy all the groceries at the grocery store because they're not going to be pre-portioned you're going to have a lot of waste it's no good so check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com single that's blueapron.com single to get your first three meals free blue apron a, a better, better way to, way to cook, cook. We would like to thank our sponsor Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. All you got to do is go to stitchfix.com single. Tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend on each item. Angela and I both took the quiz. It's a lot of fun. You know, people don't usually ask me this many questions about my style. I felt like very honored. It was very fun for me. I love talking about fashion. So it was fun for me to get to like click and be like, yes, I like that. And then- not as into that yes this is me
1: no this is not me i know it really made me analyze my style i was like mm, i wouldn't consider myself uh, bohemian but the the clothes that i like tend to be bohemian Who really knew? i didn't know i like a flowy top you know you are currently wearing an off the shoulder top which is very bohemian yeah thank you and actually i had known about stitch fix for a long time because they also offer men's clothing so my boyfriend ian was like i'm not good at shopping i want someone to shop for me signed up for stitch fix Got a box of clothes, and there is like one shirt that he got that he wears constantly. In fact, the other day I was like, "You need to get another shirt because you only have one."
0: I love that Ian is teaching us about what's the latest and coolest things in fashion. (laughs) Very
1: stylish, man. You know? (laughs) Yep. Him and his wine shirts. Yes, it's actually a bold pattern button up. Oh, there you go. It's there's something for every style on Stitch Fix. Yes. Um, you'll be paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick five items to send right to your door. Then you try them on. You pay only for what you love, and then you return the rest. Shipping and exchanges and returns are always free. There's no subscription required, so you can sign up and receive scheduled shipments or get your fix whenever you want. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only $20, which is applied toward anything that you wind up keeping from your shipment. It's great. Very cool. Get started now at
0: stitchfix.com slash single and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash single to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash single. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week?
1: Okay. First up, we have an email from an anonymous listener. They write... This is a dude just... Um, yes, anonymous dude. Just so you know. Yeah, it does. It changes how you hear the question. Yeah. Okay. So he writes, I recently went on four long and enjoyable dates with a woman I met at a party. Spoiler alert, she ended things after the fourth one because she didn't feel the extra spark. But we definitely had some fun and exciting dates together, a genuinely good time and some deep life conversations. We also had a fair amount of sex after the third date. While bummed, I respect her for her decision and for telling me outright and not leading me on and wish for the best. Um, recently, I started to think that would be the harm of, oh, I'm sorry, what would be the harm of us continuing to hang out? Our roommates are friends and her friends are cool from the brief times I met them, above all as, above all else I find her to be a very interesting person she's smart driven strong-willed and funny interesting and we share similar feminist progressive views on life that's always good yeah it just seems like a waste that a person who I had a lot of fun with has to disappear because at the end of the day she didn't feel that final oomph which I totally get I've ended things with people I liked because I didn't feel a spark now, full disclosure, I'm still bummed about it ending in the meantime, and I figured I'd wait a month or so to ask her to hang out, but I was looking for advice from women on how would they feel about this situation. I felt I knocked the dates out of the park and handled getting dumped well, but I wouldn't want to tarnish it in the, at the end of the day by making her uncomfortable. Also, if it's a good idea, how to broach the subject. I wouldn't want her to think I'm trying to pull a move on her. Okay. Okay.
0: All right, so here's my advice, which I hate. I always hate being like the bearer of bad news or not being encouraging of like a positive outcome. But I got to tell you, dude, don't do it. I agree. I wouldn't do it, especially you sound like such a great guy. You handled the breakup well. I know you think the dates went well and you knocked him out of the park. And honestly, I'm sure you did. But she and and I got to say, Clearly, she highly respects you because she didn't just go and ghost you. I mean, granted, you have mutual friends, so that makes it a little (laughs) harder to ghost someone. But she didn't ghost you. She told you that she just didn't feel that that spark, which means like kind of like the title of another famous book, one that we didn't write, but called, you know, she's just not that into you. Or he's just not that into you. In this case, she's just not that into you. And I can tell from the way you've written the email, you respect her so much. You're still crushing hard though. You know, you see her as like this interesting, smart girl. You guys like really connected. And and you're still wondering like why she didn't feel that spark. I can tell in the way you're writing this. You're like, ah, you know, like, Things went so good though. Like the dates went so good. Why doesn't she like me? Maybe we can still hang out and she'll change her mind. You know, that's really what you're thinking. You're like, maybe if we just like her friends, then she'll change her mind. I want to just like be around her. But the best thing for you to move on and find someone that does feel that spark for you is to not hang out with this person and not see them, number one. And number two, like, She's probably not looking to meet any other, like, guy friends. Like, she wants to meet someone she does feel the spark with. So, like, I'm sure she had a good time with you and enjoyed your dates. But she probably doesn't really want to spend that much time with you. She wants to, like, work and hang out with her family and her friends and then spend the rest of her time looking for who she considers her soulmate.
1: I 100% agree. Um, I think, like, yeah, I think deep down, you will if you really question yourself you will find that your motive in wanting to stay friends with her is probably that you think eventually maybe down the line like she'll see how great I am and like whatever we'll be together or at least you think you'll be able to continue like having a flirtatious relationship with her and you can't go into a friendship like that because you'll just have different motives and you're going to wind up Heartbroken, And it's going to prolong like getting over her, which you just want to get over her and move on and find someone that is interested in you. And then on her end, like basically like everything Laura said, like think about you said you've been through that before where you didn't feel a spark with somebody. If that person came back to you and was like, hey, want to be friends, you'd probably be like, okay, But in the back, but no, but yeah, you'd be like, oh, that's nice that they want to be my friend, but I don't want to be your friend because if I really enjoyed spending time with you, I probably would be dating you, you know? Yeah. And then it just becomes a stress. It's like, oh, now I got this person's feelings to worry about.
0: And she's going to know you're still crushing on her because she's the one that that broke up with you or broke things off. So it's just going to make things weird. If you guys run into each other and, like, see each other at a bar, you shouldn't be embarrassed to go up and, like, say hi and talk with her. Yeah. And just be, like, chill and cool. But I would really hold off for a while. if you are going to do this and you still want to do it, just you got to wait a lot longer.
1: Yeah. It's good that he did have the instinct to, like, wait to get over it.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I think if you do wait long enough, like 6 months, a year, <laughs> you're you're going to realize you're not even going to want to reach out and be her friends because or be her friend. Because at that point, you probably will genuinely be over her, I hope. Um and you might be dating someone else. And if you're dating someone else that you connect with, like you feel like you did with her, you're going to realize like, "Oh, I really don't need or genuinely want just another like right girlfriend like i got enough friends
1: well that's exactly what happens every time someone goes through a breakup because every time you're like if you go through a breakup where nobody actually did anything wrong you're like but we'll still be friends because you're just like afraid to totally break things off and like you just kind of want to like have them in your life but if you let time go by it's you realize that was just a crutch and you just like wanted the option of having them around but for sure it's for the best just let it go.
0: Let it go. All right. What else we got in the mailbox?
1: Okay. Next person. They are also anonymous and they write, I am 21 years old and I have completely fallen for my lifeguard supervisor, the captain of the program here. He is 20 years older. Whoa. Whoa. He is 20 years older than me.
0: Yeah. You got, you read that, right girl?
1: <laughs> um, I thought he was going to be 20 years old. Damn. Okay. 20 years older than me, but. I picked this question. That's yeah. why, that's why <laughs> this
0: is a surprise to Angie Um,
1: But is extremely fit. And so friggin' smart with like four G's. So he must be very smart and captivating. Um, the first time we slept together, he stated he wanted something simple and fun, which clearly meant nothing beyond sex. Duh. Um, after about two weeks of just sex for an hour, for an hour every other night feelings developed on both sides that we both admitted to the only thing is that he still uses the that reference of wanting to keep things quote uncomplicated and fun and he alludes to the fact that relationships should be drama free and fun
0: yeah he's just a playboy just he's basically saying like i just want to be your fuck buddy and and i want to do it in secret
1: and he's 40 years old and he's telling you that that relationship should be drama free and fun. Yeah. Like he wants to be 20 years old, but he's 40 and he can't change that.
0: But I got to say, like I, I mean, we still got more to read on this, on this email, but I got to say, I appreciate how open he is. He's not like bullshitting this girl and saying like, yeah, like maybe I want to be in a serious relationship with someone 20 years younger than He me. isn't. He
1: isn't though, because he's older and he knows better and he's like, he shouldn't probably be fucking a 20 year old. Let's be honest. Um, and like trying to act like but like telling her clearly he like told her he has feelings you know these <laughs> yeah that's true i know but exactly y- who this person you is. know these people
0: he's a 40 year old super tan buff like surfer who like has like wrinkles but like still got the blonde hair and he surfs yeah but he's sure like he's older. he never grew he's a up daddy now. he's a dad he never grew up and he's like a hot older surfer guy that you see by the beach who likes to fuck young chicks and he wants to keep things fun and he like, he feels something for her because yeah, she's like hot fresh meat.
1: Right, yeah, I bet he feels something. Okay, I bet he does. We're not even done. Clearly, we have strong opinions, but let's keep reading. Okay, okay. she says. So yeah, he said he he uh, wants to keep relationships drama free and fun. She says, I get that, but isn't there a point where he should act his age and say, I want a relationship with you, or I don't want to get involved with someone? No, and well, honestly, yes, you are right that there should be that point. But
0: no, I he's dis- not going to do that. I disagree, actually, with Angela, which I we rarely disagree. So mm. I love I love when we do. Um, cause it makes it more fun yeah. to kind of talk it out. Wait, what do you think? All right. So she says, I get, there's a point where he should act as say I want a relationship or I don't want to get involved with someone. But like, I disagree. I think there are, all- it's totally fine. If you just want to like hook up with people for the rest of your life and you don't want to settle down and he's kind of being pretty open about it still. I think he should probably be doing this with someone older, but I don't think he needs to say he wants a relationship or not at all. He's being very clear that he wants something in the middle of that, which is just to be your fuck buddy. And I think it's cool. And it's totally fine if you don't want to settle down because, you know, it's not like settle down or nothing. He's saying, I just want to like hook up for the rest of my life, hook up with chicks, surf on the beach, eat some chili cheese fries. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, like, watch the sunset with, like, different hot chicks each summer. I mean, and yeah, like
1: sounds amazing.
0: He's living his best life. And, like, good for him. Well, sure. when, he, when he should stop doing that is when he starts to sense that you're feeling real feelings for him. Then he's, like, fucking with your emotions. and, and
1: There you go. That's not cool. And that's the thing is, yeah, I agree with you. Fuck around if you want to fuck around. But I think it's probably pretty clear that she has feelings and that she probably wants a relationship. And that's why... Yes, you are right, anonymous listener, that when he sees that you feel that way, he should be able to either tell you, yes, I want a relationship with you or no, I do not. And we will stop fucking around. But he's not going to do that because he's a, the kind of chili dog eaten <laughs> lifeguard man that Laura just described. Chili poor, cheese fries. Yeah, whatever. Be correct. Who's like forty years old and like fucking around with you? Who are you're also his like person that he's supervising on the job, right? There's also, a power poor judgment there's there. There's a
0: power dynamic there, and in that place, I completely agree with Angela and think she's in the right. That like when he needs to like step back and and break things off is when he senses that you're feeling things for him, because then he kind of starts manipulating, being manipulative yeah. a little bit. And there yeah, there's also the weird power dynamic, which is. A little shady. Um,
1: And I think any 40-year-old man who's like looking to settle down and who's worth settling down with is probably not going to do it with somebody who is 20 years younger than him.
0: Right. And just the statistics. We've read studies on this show that show like the statistics with an age gap that big are – there's just a very low chance things are going to work out in the end. Right. I I don't have the study in front of me. But like the farther in age apart you are, like the likeness is not looking good.
1: Well, it's just like when you're 21, you feel like you're like a fully formed person and you're like, well, yeah, we're on the same playing field. You're 40. I'm 21. We're both adults here. And as someone who's been 21 and is now 29, I can tell you, I was not a fucking adult at 21. I was a child. You're a child at 21. You're less of I a child. I not go that far. You're less of a child than you were at 18, but you still have a lot to learn and a lot of life experiences to go through. By the time you get to 40, that will change you. You will be a changed person by the time you're 40. You
0: definitely will be changed. I wouldn't go so far to say you're a child. I would just say you want different things and you're like looking for different things than as you are now. Like you okay, just want.
1: That's a nicer way to put it. Well, I Not I, that, not that I, I mean anything negative by child because yeah. 21 was great. Be it, that's when you should be acting like that a selfish fun. child.
0: What this reminds me of, Angela, is uh, I was reading, oh, what was it? It was some. Okay, so there's a lot of young. Celebrities right now that are getting engaged. You've got like yes. Justin Bieber and Haley. You've got Ariana, Ariana, Grande. Andre, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, which is so funny because I remember we did an episode where we were like, that shit's not going to last. And now and then they got like engaged. Um, but, anyways, they pulled up an old an old cover story from People Magazine where it was like, all of young Hollywood is getting married. And one of the people was like Reese Witherspoon, Ryan Philippi. I think she was like in her young 20s. I can't remember. Right. I can't remember who else was on the cover. Um, but It was like, and they're all divorced. Of course. And it was like, yeah, you don't really want the same things then as you do, as you do like in your thirties.
1: Right. Uh, All right. So we haven't even, we still have a whole nother paragraph. (laughs) There's there's just one more though. All right. One more paragraph. So she says, he won't let me sleep with other people. Mm, He won't let you. Okay. Sorry. This man is pissing me off. And I used to work at a beach, so I know these lifeguard motherfuckers. Yeah. Angela used to check the cars in, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. I mean, granted, we weren't on the level in the hierarchy of beach jobs. Sure. The lifeguards were definitely hotter and above <laughs> us. But us tall people, we did our thing. We had fun, too.
0: You still had lived the beachy life.
1: I did. Okay. All right. I will read the rest of this without commentary. She says, he won't let me sleep with other people, which feels like we should be moving towards an exclusive, clearly stated relationship. Like I said, I can sense that he feels deeply for me and I don't want to get tangled in an only summer romance. Plus, it is hard for us to go in public together due to our work relationship, even though he will come sit on my stand for a few hours a day, which is rare for his role in Ocean Rescue. And if we ended things, we'd have to see each other almost every day. I just need some sisterly help.
0: Um. All right. I mean, I think we pretty much have said it, but... At the, this is what I wrote her. I said, I would look at this for what it is an amazing secretive fun hot hookup over the summer. This guy's 40-year-old lifeguard. He's not going to act his age. He doesn't want to. That's cool. To each his own. But on the bright side, you know, it, he has been honest from the start. I got to say that. Yes, I agree. He should have he cut things off when he realized that she was feeling things. Because, you know, he's got 20 years of life experience even though <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't say he's acting his age or putting that life experience to use per se but he has 40 he has 20 double the life experience so like he just he uh he shouldn't be like manipulative of someone's emotions which are very fragile when you're when you're younger so as for not hooking wanting to hook up with other people i'm gonna guess that it's simply like a sexual safety thing but that rule better be better be for him too You know, like Mm -hmm. he better not be allowed to hook up with people too. He can't be like, I'm going to hook up with a hot 20 year old and she's not allowed to hook up with any other dudes, but I'm still allowed to go off and do whatever. Like, I would hope that this is like a fuck buddy, an exclusive fuck buddy situation. I guess.
1: But if you're not going to commit to somebody, I really don't feel like you can have an opinion on their, but you can be like, you have to tell me if you have other partners. Good point. But like, good
0: point. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to now agree with you more than, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. You can't have it both ways.
0: Well, we hope that's helpful. Let us know how it ended over the summer. Uh, if any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any funny messages from an app or text that you want to share, you can email us at contact at com. Please be concise. No more than a paragraph. Um, you can also find all of our contact info on our website at com. Now let's dive
1: into our reason of the week. This week's reason is dating is hard.
0: Yes, we on this podcast encourage you to have fun dating. You know, if it does become too hard, take a break, we say, um, you know, but but sometimes it just is hard and you kind of got to like commiserate in that, too, you know, because it's not necessarily super easy. You want to try to make it as easy as possible so it doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like a complete job because that's not going to be any fun. But, you know, sometimes it's OK to just be
1: like, fuck, fuck. This is a little hard. Yeah, and if listening to our show has taught you anything, it should be that it's not easy. Everybody all over the world, all over our country, is struggling. You're not the only one.
0: Yeah, it's because humans are complicated and they do irrational things. If if all humans were very rational all the time, uh, it would be a lot. Of, you know, things would be easier. All, long distance is hard. Yes, figuring out what to text a human being is hard. Even when I'm meeting my new, like, mommy friends, I'm like, what do I text? It's, like, <laughs> it's True. like it's like, dating a little bit. Having conversations that are not awkward with new people is hard. You know, you Angela is the master of witty texts. But sometimes when you would go in person, it was like, was like in-person conversations were like a little harder than your yes. like crazy witty texts,
1: right? It's true because for me, it takes me a little time to warm up to a person. I'm like, when dogs have to sniff each other's butts, like I need a long butt sniff period. And then I'm myself, but I'm not during the butt sniff period. And that, that's hard for dating.
0: I mean, even when I met you.
1: Yeah, I was super silent.
0: I thought you were mute. Just kidding. I, <laughs> I, I joke that way, but I, Angela didn't talk that much for like, I don't know, the first like 10 weeks that I knew her. And then we finally slowly started talking in a bar and then the more and more i hung out with her I was like, oh my God, this person's hilarious and one of my favorite people in the world. But But luckily we had the benefit
1: of 10 weeks or however long it took. It's a little harder with dating. You get like an hour.
0: It's true. And the reason we had 10 weeks is because we were taking a class together. So like, who knows if I had just met you once, like we may never have made it to this podcast. You might have ghosted me. I might have ghosted you. Um, Some things that can help. Let's talk about what can help to make it not feel as hard, even though it is hard. You got to try to not take things personally if you don't hear back from someone that you matched with. Like, you know, you you just got to know, like, it's not about you always. Like, you don't know what's going on in their life. could be anything. It could be work. They might have just gotten fired. They could have some family drama. They could have some, like, you know, crazy ex-girlfriend. They might just be feeling like dating is hard. I quit it all. And then, you know, you might happen to fall in the quit it all package. Right.
1: You also have to just try to have fun and enjoy the process because people can tell when you don't have fun. Yeah. You know, like they they can sense it. Right. So it's like it's not really it's hard to fake. So you just got to try not to, to focus too much on the negative.
0: And we're big on taking dating breaks, aren't we?
1: Yes, very much so. If you're like feeling overwhelmed, if you have dating app fatigue, delete the apps. Mm-hmm. Don't let them haunt your dreams. Just take a step away. If
0: you're sick of like being on the hunt in person, like clubbing or going out to bars with like a big pack of your girls, you know what? Just take take some nights off from doing that and start, you know, hang out with your friends while you're doing other things where it's not situations where you're all on the hunt, you know? And then also, yeah, we've talked about this in many other episodes, like don't go
1: out in like huge groups. yeah. Yeah, I that's mean, like a side thing that really doesn't have to do with being hard, but but right, we but yeah, a small smaller group because uh, men are going to be intimidated. You're going to stand in that circle that all women do, or I guess maybe guys do it too, but women do it more, and it's like impenetrable. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you notice a pattern in your life and you're not happy with the way the pattern's going, just change the pattern. Mm-hmm. Make sure you focus on you. Make sure you're in
0: as best of a place that you can be. You know, no one's going to be in like the you know dream place at always you know especially if you're like an ambitious person with your job you know like you're probably never gonna be satisfied or at least maybe that's just me <laughs> like, like I, I could have even just gotten a promotion and I'm like cool now I want the next thing but just try to feel as good about yourself as you can before you try to find someone else because I don't know that that worked for Angela and I at least. Like we were in like very good places and feeling creatively fulfilled doing our our comedy show and like focusing on ourselves and doing things that made us interested before we met our significant others. So um, try to try to focus on you and be in a good place before you. You find someone else.
1: And that relates to our last point, which is always remember that being with someone else is not what's going to be what makes you happy if you aren't already happy in your life because that person could go away tomorrow. So if, if you're putting all your happiness eggs in that basket and then they dump you, then you're stuck. You're like, oh, I'm unhappy again. But you can control your happiness by not making that person your only source of happiness. Find oh. other things that are fulfilling. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I even remember like this was actually similar for like a while when Nick and I were talking about getting engaged. For a while, he was like, "I don't want to get engaged till I'm like like a little bit uh, more ahead in my in my art career." And I remember saying to him like, "Yeah, but like that's not. What if we get doesn't? Even, I need to be separate from from that because." I don't know, I guess this is a catch point too because he he did he wanted to be like happier with himself before like committing. but so I'm I get where his head was at. But. I get where his head was at, but he was following this advice wrong because I was like, well, what if you get your dream show and that's great. And we get and then you're and then you're ready to get married and we get married. And then like two years later, like you get you know you're not with a gallery or or you have like a shitty show, then you don't want to be married like you can't you, whatever right, you know, you get it. All right, it is time for us to jump into our reason of the week (laughs) breakdown. Dating is hard, but some things are even harder. Angela and I have come up with a list of things that are harder than dating to make you feel slightly better and a game we call hard Hard knock Knock Life. life. Angela, take it away.
1: Putting together Ikea furniture. Baking a souffle. Remembering how algebra works.
0: Being able to accurately write in all 50 states in the right spot on a map. I can't do that. Getting a baby to stop crying. Learning, as you know from before we started (laughs) recording this podcast, learning a new language.
1: Not sweating on the subway in July or August or September, really.
0: (laughs) Yeah, true. Remembering all of your own passwords. Hitting a bullseye when you're playing darts. Hitting a golf ball at all. They are so small and tiny. How does anyone ever hit a golf
1: ball? I don't know. Choosing something on the menu when you're indecisive. Remembering your dreams after you wake up. Remembering your friend's birthdays.
0: Remembering where you put the
1: keys. Washing my laundry correctly.
0: Taking out the trash. Okay, fine. That's not hard. I just hate doing it.
1: Yeah. And finally, keeping plants alive. Very hard. Those are
0: all very hard things potentially harder than dating. So we hope that makes you feel a little bit better. And we hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And we got an audio book on Audible.
1: Yes, we do. And we have sponsors. So you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyoursingleshow.com. We're also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Please follow our personals as well. I am at Speridactyl.
0: I am at Laurelain Rad on Instagram and just Laurelain on the
1: tweet. Yes. Twitter. (laughs) On the tweeter. We're very big on tweeter. Um, Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single.